Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're in the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios in New York. Rocket Mortgage found a better way to mortgage so you can focus on making your new house home. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. Get your Rocket Mortgage on, son. 855-212-4CBS is our toll-free hotline sponsored by Geico. Great news, you could save a bunch of money. All you have to do is switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on your car insurance. Make sure you sign up for PharrellOnTheBench.com. I keep raking for you all the best college and pro snags. I rank every pick. I'm on fire. 71% last week in NFL spreads. How about 79, 77, 62, and 71% the first four weeks in NFL bets? How do you like them apples? I give you everything. Boxing, MMA, baseball through the World Series, hockey started. You get it all. The best choice is the best price. Every play, every day. Pharrellonthebench.com. Sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. Anyway, uh, tomorrow night uh, we have Thursday night football again. A good one. Rams and Seahawks at... Seems attractive on paper, right? A little divisional war. The Rams have beaten the Seahawks three consecutive times and in six of their last eight. How about L.A.? 42-7 to blowout on, uh, like, December 17th of 2017. The worst loss of Carroll's 10 seasons. Eliminated the Seahawks from the playoffs for only, uh, I guess, the only time in the last seven years. And established the Rams as the new kings of the division. Gurley had a big game in that one, three touchdowns, and uh, he's just not the same guy anymore. It's unbelievable. But think of this. Pete Carroll took over in 2010. The Seahawks are 26-5-1, 82%, almost 83% in primetime games, outscoring opponents 834-465. The Seahawks are 8-1 on Thursday Night Football under Carroll, 8-1, and, and are 17-2 and at home in primetime games, Dating back nine years, 17-2 and two in primetime home games, 8-1 and one on Thursday nights. That's staggering. Is that not the craziest thing you've ever seen? Massive. I mean, how do you bet against them, right? Are you uh, betting against uh, them tomorrow? Are you taking Seattle? You, you're on Seattle, right? I'm on the Seahawks tomorrow night. Mafia, who do you like in that game? Rams, the, you said, right? I mean, the Rams are the better team, but right now with a short week, the way they looked against Tampa, I, I think I'm leading Seattle right now at home because they have the you know easier path not having to travel. They looked good. I know it was against Arizona, but they seem to be in a much better place going into this game. All right, Brandon in Oregon, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, what up, y'all? This is your boy B checking in from Springfield. Hey, what up? Um, Carver. What up? Hey, uh, Carver, hi. I just wanted to know if I can take your bills to cover this weekend. And Pharrell, I also wanted to get an update on the Pharrell Ballers, what's going on with the squad, man. Yeah, well, uh, there's a lot happening with the squad. They start in in two weeks, and uh, my schedule is a little brutal, let's just say. Does that cover it, Mafia? My schedule is a little brutal now. Yeah, it might be some obligations that keep you away from the court. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to play this season uh, because of – we got some action going on around here. There's a lot happening, so I can't reveal what's happening. 
I can't tell you what's happening, but uh, it is exciting what's happening. And I know that it's going to affect my uh, basketball playing because I won't be able to play on Wednesday nights anymore, which is highly unfortunate. After eight championships and uh, a great uh, bonding with several friends, and it's just been an incredible experience. I love it. It's been surreal. I know Mafia loves it, but it looks like it's uh, coming to an end. Now, I'll still be able to play uh, basketball. I played tonight, and then I play on Saturdays and Sundays. But uh, tonight was a rare exception because the league hasn't started yet, and uh, I you know, I, I was able to play tonight, so I went up there and played. But the bottom line is uh, I'll still play on Saturdays and Sundays, uh, hopefully every week. But uh, I'm, I'm just going to be really super busy, so I, can't, I just can't do it anymore, and it sucks. I hate it. And Carver Hyde, tell him what you think. I know you don't like betting on your bills, but we've got a fan here, your boy B in Oregon, that needs some juice. Yeah, I know. They're, as of right now, getting the three. I, I think that if Barkley plays, which I'm leaning towards that's going to be the case, I think that they can win a, you know, 13-10 type of game. Because as we saw last week against New England and we've seen throughout the first four games, Bill D is going to have them in these games. You know they're they're gonna be they're gonna be in the game, and I don't know if Mariota is you know that Bill D is gonna be all over him on Sunday. It's gonna be low scoring. I think that Barkley can get them enough points to win a game against Tennessee. If they were playing some other teams, maybe not. So but, uh, I, you think they win outright? I do. All right, there I you go. Take him on the money line and the three points is the way he's betting it. There you go. Uh, Ronnie in Maryland, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, what's going on, Pharrell? Hey, dude. I'm glad the hockey season started because my football team is a complete dumpster fire, so I'm just going to concentrate on hockey. Who, who's, your, who's your team, the Redskins? Yep, you nailed it, dude. Yeah, I'm, what do you – God damn, I, I'm do going to have to start taking your money, your bets for the weekend. Man, that was good. Well, I just think that uh, they're terrible. And, yeah, you know, the weird, the weird thing is is that I wonder – because the Patriots should kill them. Yeah. But, but yeah. the Patriots have all kinds of injuries, nagging injuries, and now they've lost their kicker. So I'm starting to wonder if they're – you know, there's cracks in the ship. I mean, they're – obviously, I think they're incredible. Uh, and they're, I think their defense looks better than any defense I've seen them have. So, but you know, little little things here and there up front on the line. They're, now they lose their kicker. I mean, these are problems. Uh, obviously, they don't ever seem to have any problems, but uh, they have some right now. But you know, one of the good things they got going for them is uh, that they're playing your team because they suck. And so, like the past, this is like a scrimmage. This is like one of those a uh, training camp. To, uh, you know. Uh, scrimmages they do where they share a practice field with another team and then they scrimmage at night and then, you know, the Pats are going to, they should kick their ass. I mean, on paper, they should kick their ass. But you never know. 15 and a half points. Stranger things have happened. Uh, you know, I covered in that Jets game against the Pats. Weren't they getting about that? What was it? Uh, what were they getting in that game? 23. A little bit better, but they covered. All I know is they covered. The Jets covered against the Pats. But that's 23 is a lot different than 15 and a half. And I think the Jets are better than the Redskins. Yeah, I don't think the Pats are going to have a problem on Sunday. No matter, yeah, no matter who's I'm playing. glad the NHL is back as well. It's great. I watched uh, games. I'm watching a game right now, and it's going to end in a minute, and I'm going to be sad because there's nothing left to do tonight than to, uh, I guess, watch highlights of that boring Rays win. Congrats to the Rays, but it was boring. I mean, it was boring. I, I was picking my teeth watching that baseball game. The hockey was way better. 
and I love this Sharks-Vegas uh, rivalry. They have been at it all night talking smack to one another. They want to, you know, there's been some serious language and, and threats. And they've had Reeves out on that ice the whole night to police. Did you see that? Well, Reeves had a lot to say. They asked him, I think it was either the morning skate. Uh, Look at him. How upset he was that Evander Kane wasn't going to be playing. And he, he had a really funny, sarcastic, oh, I'm real, real busted up about it. That Evander's going to miss the game. You know, he's, Reeves, is, he's, he's got some personality. He's a good I bad like guy. He is a good bad guy, but. He laughs at everyone that he gets in fights with, too, as he's hurting them. This is hands down right now. The most hate-filled rivalry right. in the NHL is the Sharks and the Golden Knights. Right. So did you know that uh, Tom Brady can – it's important that we get Tom Brady on every show. We have to have at least one story of him every night. His fourth in NFL history in passing yards. By the end of Sunday's game in Washington, he could be second. Brady has 71,575 passing yards in his career, putting him uh, just behind Brett Favre at 71,838 and Peyton Manning at 71,940. If he throws for 264 yards, he'll pass Favre. And if he throws for 366, he'll pass Manning, too. Drew Brees is first in NFL history with 74,845 passing yards. Can you believe that? Drew Brees, little Drew Brees, is the, is the most yards in the league's history. Can you believe that? Brady will gain ground on Brees as long as Brees is still recovering from a thumb injury. But he still needs 3,270 yards to catch Breeze. That's crazy, right? That's a lot of yards. Um, there you go. Nothing like having to face the Redskins this week for Tom Brady. Got to be a brutal task. And the Pats say they're not worried about Josh Gordon's uh, low catch rate. What do you think? People think he's uh, hitting it again? Or he's just not producing? Why aren't they throwing the ball to uh, Gordon? He's caught only 51% of the passes thrown his way. He is credited with uh, 27 targets through their first four games, catching 14 for 221 yards and a touchdown. Compared to last year when he caught uh, 57%, his numbers have dropped off significantly, and no one's concerned about anything. They, they you know, literally the, the team worries about nothing. They're just making their uh, travel plans to Miami for the Super Bowl. Steelers, do whatever it takes to win. They bring back the Wildcat. Did you see him using that cheesy wildcat on Monday Night Football? Nothing worse. Tomlin said it's hardly a permanent part of the offense, especially now that teams have seen the Steelers run it. Well, we'll see about that, right? Yeah. We'll see. He said we're just in a fragile state right now. We need to do whatever we need to do to move the ball and win football games. Says a lot about Mason, right? Yeah, they meant uh, that calling on Connor and Jalen Samuels to do a little bit of everything. Connor led the team in rushing and receiving with 10 carries for 42 yards and eight catches for 83 yards and a touchdown. I mean, the bottom line is they've looked terrible in four games, and one of them they look decent, right? I mean, they played four games, and they look good in one. Terrible in three, excuse me. So... I still think they should have won the Niner game. They didn't, but, you know, you get five turnovers, you got to win the game. When you get five turnovers in a football game, you got to win the game. Play to win the game. Now, who said this whole bit about uh, Emmanuel Sanders of the Broncos said it, the team's in a world of suck. They're 20 and 32 and on its third head coach since winning the Super Bowl four years ago. 
And then uh, one of their uh, players, Shelby Harris, uh, said, uh, same shack, different week. That's it. It sounds like they're having a really good time with uh, Vic Fangio out in the Mile High City. But didn't your boy uh, Elway say they're turning things around? Sure they are. <laughs> he said he thinks they're on the, on the up. I, I saw him uh, comment that he thinks they're, they're, they're fine. There's nothing to worry about. 855-212-4227. Uh, Big Joe in Tucson, Arizona. By the time I get to racially profiled Arizona. Hey, Scotty, can I get an imp and an iron? Imp and an iron, John of beer. Imp and an iron, John of beer. Puke. Uh, we love you so much out here in AZ, man. Thanks, dude. I'm just happy uh, that hockey's back. And I know it's not worth a lot of information. I don't know how much of the, the preseason that you watched. Right. But I've got I've got a little glimmer of hope for our Penguins, man. Do you think there's a chance that they do make it into the playoffs? Well, I mean, they usually make the playoffs, right? So they're a really good uh, playoff-earning uh, team. They get in there, and then, you know, you either get it done or you don't. I mean, they won two straight Stanley Cups, so uh, they certainly have their fair share of success, five Stanley Cups. But, I mean, I don't, I'm not scared of this team, to be honest with you. I think they, you know, thank God they have Sid Crosby still performing at a high level because uh, Malkin didn't do anything, but Crosby did his normal thing uh, year after year. He's done it, like, literally, like, relatively every single season, right? This guy just produces, no questions asked. So if he stays healthy and he, you know, avoids uh, – concussions and things like this that he's had issues with in the past and he's, uh, you know, can avoid and get lucky and not get hurt. Uh, he is a dangerous player that can do so many things. I love him, but I'm not, uh, Mur- you know, Murray gets hurt uh, to me a little too much. I'm always worried that the guy's going to pull up lame for, you know, weeks at a time. He misses games. That concerns Absolutely. me. They got Jerry. They got, I don't even know. Do they still have to Smith on that team? I don't even know. Oh, I know Jerry made the team. So, uh, look, if that guy's injured and not in net, they got issues, if you ask me. I'm serious. And so they're going to have to go through everything. Every team has to go through a lot of stuff, right? The whole season's, you know, ebbs and flows and peaks and valleys and up and down the roller coaster. So they got a lot of work. They start tomorrow night against Buffalo. You know, they're obviously a better team than Buffalo. They got to go out and prove it and beat them. Did I not tell you that this guy, Gardner Minshew, was injured? that he hurt his knee in that game. I mean, that was pretty obvious. You saw him get his knee cranked, right? Like, he just got it buckled. They don't seem to think it's that big a deal. They don't think it's a big deal, but he was limping really bad after that play, and then the very next play, and then when the game was over, when they won the game and he ran out on the field, he was limping badly. So I could tell he hurt his knee, but they're saying it's not that big of a deal. I don't believe that. I don't believe it's not a big deal. I think he's got a knee injury, and I think they're going to have to watch it, and I think that he's very dangerously close to, you know, being out. Like, I think he's going to play, but he's one hit away from being injured. Believe me you, that guy is already injured. I think he's done a great job. There's no questions asked. Minchie's been very exciting. But if he's playing on a bad knee now, I just do not trust that at all. I got to tell you, I really don't. Get Josh Dobbs ready. What? Get Joshua Dobbs ready. I mean, they're going to have to, right? Uh, Because that guy's injured, and I... You know, I saw it. I go, that's his knee, man. That guy's injured. So we'll see how he holds up this week. Uh, on the road again, right? So eight five five two one two four CBS. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. So the owner of the uh, Arizona Cardinals, the billionaire businessman Bill Bidwell, died uh, today. He was eighty eight years old, and um, 
Everybody, uh, Fitzgerald, everybody uh, did tributes and everything. He said he was at the leading edge when he came to embracing diversity and providing equal opportunities. He hired uh, the NFL's first black female executive, Adele Harris, first head coach GM combination Dennis Green and Rod Graves. Uh, he was worth uh, $1.5 billion uh, back in uh, twenty. 15. Uh, they've owned the Cardinals uh, since 1932 when the family bought uh, the team for 50 grand. Can you believe that? Remember, like the Steelers? I think they bought them for 33 grand, uh, the Roonies. He and his wife, his late wife, had five children, including son Michael, who has uh, been the team president since 07 throughout his 88 years. Uh, you know, the guy's done it all. Now, I guess what? His son runs them? This president, he's going to run the team, still own the team, right? They're going to keep the team. So there you go. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, Clark Hunt said something. The uh, CEO and chairman of the uh, Chiefs. On behalf of the Chiefs, we'd like to extend our condolences to the Bidwell family and the Arizona Cardinals. He built and cared for his franchise with the utmost passion and integrity. Here we go. All the wonderful things they say about people when they pass. When I pass, there'll be no one that says anything good about me. Thank you. Particularly not Carver High or Mafia. Uh, Bill, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll be here all the week. I'll be here all the week, but only in the back room. Bill in Louisville, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Scotty, how you doing? I'm all right. Yeah, uh, man, let me get let me get one of those Crown Royals, man. Get him Crown right. Rocks. Yeah, my buddy, when I go to his house in Pittsburgh, <laughs> he always busts out the, uh, the vanilla Crown, right, or the Apple Crown. Don't they have Apple Crown or something? The yeah, guy, I got all three and Peach. Yeah, the guy drinks all that stuff. He loves it, and then I don't uh, drink anymore, and he gets he's mad that I don't drink. <laughs> he well, uh, he's, he's he's missing a hell of a guy. Right. Well, but uh, check it out, Scotty. Oh, you know, I, hey, I appreciate how you. You've been hot, man. You, I mean, you know, you've been hot. You know, uh, uh, you know, uh, on the sports, your your picks are outstanding. Right. But uh, I'm a hundred percent behind the students getting their money. Right. A hundred percent behind. But when do you think that down the road that the shady people can start enforcing these these kids by giving them other money to you know to Right, should, I, I think they, the I, I think they already uh, influence them, and I think mm -hmm. there, uh, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, without a doubt, there's been a lot of players in basketball and football that have been paid uh, by alumni and boosters and and dirty people. I think there's uh, without qu uh, question that's a problem, and it's always been a problem, and there's certainly been uh, uh, the fair share of scandals. Uh, in college basketball with point shaving, et cetera. So uh, I put it past no one to do anything corrupt, uh, to be honest with you. But strangely enough, I actually I actually believe that it's uh, merely, in my view, big business now, uh, sports betting. I think it's just, it's always been uh, legitimate to me. Uh, I've been doing this for 30 years, the uh, sports betting thing. I was talking to a guy the other day in L.A. He's like, no one... You know, uh, Pharrell was the only one ever doing it back in the day. Like, you know, in the, uh, you know, uh, when I started doing the show nationally in like 93, 
uh, I was doing uh, national shows and talking about uh, money lines and spreads and teasers and parlays and reverses and everything, and then futures and, and win totals. And so I was doing it a long, 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 long time ago. And when I talked about it, people said it was like I was a drug dealer. I was like, you, you would have thought I was selling heroin to children. But the fact of the matter is, is that all these years later now, everyone else has frankly adapted to it. And then in short order, you saw the legal, uh, legalization of sports gambling in a lot of states. And then when that happened, uh, immediacy when it came to uh, all these TV shows and uh, you know, the coverage of sports gambling now is, is paramount to every network and every radio station, every TV station. They all do it. Uh, they do it here. They do it on uh, the fan in New York now. They do uh, gambling shows. And it's so funny. When I did it uh, 25 years ago, like so in 95 when I was on WFAN, my boss screamed and yelled at me all day every day about my gambling talk and the heavy metal music I played and the beers I poured. And he just screamed and yelled at me and I was crazy and everything else. But I was doing this stuff long before anybody. And that's just all there is to it. So I'm not phased by anything I see with uh, sports gambling. And I, you know, I actually believe it's, uh, you know, believe it or not, I think it's legitimate. Like, I think that, you know, for the most part, I think, you know, I'm going to go 90% and up that I believe games are legitimate. You know, that they're, there's actually just two teams going at it, war, and I don't, you know, I, I hope to God that the ref's not on the take or some quarterback or wide receiver isn't dropping uh, balls on purpose or being paid to lose a game. I think it, it could definitely happen. I think it could definitely uh, be an issue uh, somewhere, S somehow. Somebody's got to be cheating. That's all people do. I think they illegally recruit. I think they pay players. I think uh, superstars get uh, preferential treatment. I think all that happens. But uh, overall, I think, you know, when I watch sports at night, you know, whenever I'm yelling that the game's fixed, I think it's just mostly I'm kidding. Uh, you know, I always yell that the game's fixed and that the refs are on the, you know, on the take and they're making bad calls and the homerized milk toast calls teams get like in the NBA on their home home floor. It's unbelievable. I think the refs, uh, to be honest with you, it's a very hard job. I get it. It's brutal being a ref in, in pro sports. I think it's just an absolutely unforgiving, just relentless, pain-in-the-ass job where no one ever likes you. You're just the bad person always. It's just the most heartless job ever, right? But I think that, in you know, believe it or not, I think a, a lot of them suck. I, I really do. I think, the, I think the NBA and the NFL refs are terrible. I really do. And then they'll brag about them and tell you how great they are. The league, they always tell you how fabulous they are, and they just got a new deal with the NFL refs and everything else. They have their own union now and all this. But I think, you know, watching the NBA, to me, is the worst. They're the worst. I, watching an NBA game, it is unbelievable, the calls I see. And then I think the NFL is just as bad with the, uh, the you know, they literally had to tell the NFL refs to – Stop calling so many holding penalties. Remember after three weeks, they were just throwing so many flags like the games were taking four hours? I think they got a real issue with their refs. And uh, without a doubt, I think it happens in college and pro basketball. It's a really bad thing. I think basketball is very hard to ref. It's very hard to ref because you're not – in reality, you can't touch anyone, right? You cannot touch someone. You cannot foul them. You cannot hit their hand. You cannot hit them across the arm. You can't hit them in the face. You cannot – 
you know, bump somebody, you can't hammer them, all the rest, and they miss the, you know, there's a million different ways of interpreting a, a you know, a slap or a hit or a touch or a bump or whatever, right? It's, it's all self-explanatory. The ref makes a call what he sees, and it never changes. So I think it's a rough way to make a living, and uh, I think they ruin basketball games, like, left and right. I just... And I play a lot, too, with refs, and I have the worst time with them because I think they ruin games with their crappy calls. And I think they have that problem. But I think there's more of a problem with refing than there is uh, with uh, players being paid to throw games, to be honest with you. Let's get an update. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. So it seems like over the years that the uh, Packers uh, have an edge over the uh, Cowboys, right? It's 19-17 overall, 15-13 in the regular season, and 4-4 and in the playoffs, edge over the Cowboys. And um, it seems like, uh, you know, the Packers uh, find a way every time. I, I remember, uh, what was it, a, a couple years ago uh, when the I – don't, I don't remember. Maybe it was uh, – it was 2017 or something like that. Remember, they were up. I think the Cowboys were up 21-6. And then the next thing you know, uh, after uh, the Packers took a lead, uh, 28-24. And then uh, late in the game, the Cowboys got the lead back. But there was like a minute left in the game. And you remember what happened? Rodgers beat them and, and burned them 35-31. And uh, it was a nine-place, 75-yard drive that ended in the Adams touchdown. You remember he made the pass down the sideline? You remember in that game, that great pass he threw? So uh, the Packers have caused uh, plenty of uh, dissatisfaction among Cowboy fans over the years. And uh, here we go again. Uh, they're coming off a loss to the Saints. And then you have to wonder, uh, will they be able to turn it around, go home, and beat the Packers? Do you think the Packers have their number, Carver? How do you think Rodgers? Uh, it, it appears to me that he loves playing the Cowboys in Dallas and uh, ruining their day. Who do you like in that game on Sunday? That's that's really the game of the day, isn't it? I'm kind of leaning Cowboys right now. I know that the history there says right. that the Packers get it done against them all the time, no matter where the game is. I just think the Cowboys are better. I I just really do. So I, I know uh, Green Bay that, got out to a good start. You think it was phony? I think that the Eagles kind of showed you what might be the real Packers right. last Thursday. Uh, Slater in Cleveland on the fan, a great fan in uh, Cleveland. What's happening? Hey, what's up, man? Just uh, getting back from a Disturbed concert. So, oh, how excited. was it? Oh, dude, it was awesome. Thirteen-year-old Slater was having a great time. Oh, that's great. So, uh, you know, aren't they mafia? Aren't they uh, from Chicago? Is that where that band's from? Disturbed? Am I am I wrong? They're a Chicago band. Nope, you are correct. That's cool. They started in Chicago. That's cool. They're a good band. Yeah, I don't know if you band. caught it tonight. I had Santa Sonia in here at the beginning of the show. You may have missed it. I had the band with Mike uh, Mushak and uh, they're you know Gantier, Adam Gantier, and I think that uh, they're really good. Santa Sonia, they were in here tonight at the beginning of the show. Really good band. You should check them out. I definitely will. I'm a big Adam Gantier fan. Yeah, he's hey, he's uh, got a good band. Uh, you'll like Santa Sonia. Good. They got a new album coming out October 25th. I think you'll dig it. Do you think? Uh, to, to switch gears here, do you think uh, Drew Brees' passing record is as impressive as it looks considering he plays nine games a year inside of a dome? If you gave Tom Brady nine games inside of a dome, I think it, his numbers, he, he'd have 80,000 passing yards. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue with you that uh, there's some kind of climate control going on there, that it's a better it's a better place to make a living when you're indoors and you're kicking and passing indoors without all the elements. But I, you're right, they play, whatever, eight home games, right? And whatever, the preseason doesn't even matter to me. But they play eight at home. But they have to play uh, eight of them in other places. And, you know, uh, one of them's in Atlanta. That's That's in a dome, so there's nine. Uh, and then they ha- certainly play other games when they play. Uh, there's so many teams with domed stadiums now. If they play in Minnesota, it's domed. In Indy, it's domed. It just goes on and on. You can play anywhere now, and it's uh, there's a lot of domed stadiums. But I think he's just been, frankly, I don't think it matters if he's indoors or not. I- I'll give you this, that it certainly seems that way on the surface, that he'd have a better edge without the elements. But I think the guy has racked it up because he's just a great quarterback. He's just been incredible. For a little guy, too, uh, it's staggering what he's accomplished in the NFL. I mean, he is, without a doubt, one of the best I've ever seen. And he's going to the Hall of Fame. I mean, and, you know, the other thing about him is people just love him, right? He's like the nicest guy ever. Like, he's really a class act. And I think he shines. Uh, and, you know, he's the kind of guy the NFL, I believe, stands behind. They love guys like that with that kind of an image and that kind of a personality and that kind of, you know, real. Uh, that's who he is. He's a real guy that is not phony. He's not. It's not fake. It's not a, uh, you know, shine. He's not doing some kind of, like, little act. It's just he's real. I think the guy's genuinely a great person, and the NFL loves that. They'll sell that all day, six ways till Sunday, and they'll put him on TV as much as possible. They love these kind of guys. They love – see, Rodgers, they treat him, too, like he's an angel. And I don't, you know, I'm not sure he is. Uh, you know, I love this guy. He says, I'm going to go home and have a scotch. Uh, Drew Brees doesn't say that. You know what I mean? But uh, I think they love Rodgers. They love Brady. They love this guy. Oh, and God, did they love the Mannings. They loved Peyton and, and Eli Manning like no other. And then they give this guy, Winston, the treatment like he's some kind of uh, bank robber. I, I think they treat him like crap, and I think they treat Cam Newton like crap. So, you know, they have their favorites for sure in the NFL, and I think Drew Brees is one, but I think he deserves it. I think he's a, a guy that, you know, you can use as a, a, a defender of the shield for sure, right? I mean, he's a winner, and so that's all there is to it. I'd love to see him get back to a Super Bowl, actually, uh, this year. I'd, I'd love to see him make it, and I think he'll be fine from the thumb, and they're going to get back on track, and I think Teddy's done a great job uh, in his stead. And I think that it's important that you have – I really do believe this. I know it's very difficult to absorb, but to have that kind of high-priced backup quarterback is, is – uh, I think very – it behooves any team. It's smart to have a really good backup because I believe most teams in the league have terrible backups, right? I think they have one quarterback, and then they have a crappy backup or two or some young kid uh, you know, down the line. But they have one good player, and then the other ones are just average at best. I think that team has, you know, two good quarterbacks. And, you know, what's weird is who's the other one? Uh, Tannehill's playing with who? Uh, who's he backing up? Mariota. Mariota. That, they have, like, I don't think Mariota's that great, right? He's, he's at his moments. But I think they have two solid quarterbacks. I think it's more important to have two good quarterbacks almost and a, and a good kicker than it is uh, maybe almost anything. Uh, people always talk about, oh, they got to have a pass rusher, they got to have a middle linebacker, they got to have a corner, they got to have a safety, and they got to have a tight end, and they got to have a good line. That's all true. But what you really need <laughs> is a great quarterback and a great kicker, right? A guy that can get you down the field in a minute, and that a guy that can kick a 56, 58 yarder. That's what you need.
You remember when Lutz did it, like 58-yarder? If you got a guy that can drill a 60-yarder at the end of a game and a quarterback can get you to that, to that point of the field, that's the most important thing in the NFL. You know what I mean? I mean, you can say whatever you, uh, whatever you want about anything else. I think that's crucial. And I think the Saints have an edge because they actually figured that out. They got a guy gets injured, and then they got a guy step in, and the guy's like a starter, right? You can't deny it. He can play. The guy can flat-out play. I don't think he's great or anything. I don't think he's earth-shattering, but I think he's definitely good. So uh, the undefeated Niners ready for primetime. Uh, Carver, how do you think that – because they're playing the Browns. I think it's going to be a great game. I think the Browns have a shot against them for sure. Do you think they have been just overselling us, the Niners, even though they had a buy? But I've been hearing how great they are for three weeks, and I'm not sure I buy it. I, I, like I said, the Steelers should have won that game. Should have, could have, would have. They didn't. But I'm not buying the Niners are this great team. Yeah, look, it's it's a should have, could have, would have right now. And I think that because they're one of the last three undefeated teams, they're going to get a little more juice than they would. I think this is just like everybody else around the league. Until I see them in their own division play the Rams and the Seahawks, let me see them play those guys, then we can start talking about how great they are, if they're going to win the division. Who do, you, who do you buy more, the Niners or the Lions? Oh, Lions, 100%. I do, too. I'm on the Lions. You want to know, I, I, I think Stafford is, is really good. He's and legit. I, and I like the Lions D. I think the Lions D has played really well the first couple weeks. And, boy, were they close. They should have won that game with Kansas that the City. Niners D and they should have won the Arizona but, game. Right. And I thought they had the Chiefs right where they were. I, I just think the Lions have played better teams, too. By the way, the uh, the – Vikings are completely, utterly uh, denying everything about Stephon Diggs. They're like, we're not trading him. We'll see. But I'll believe it when I see it. Like, you know, they'll lie right to your face on your wedding day. They said the same thing in 2013 about Percy Harvin right before they traded him. How about that guy saying he was high for every game he ever played in the NFL? I watched that today. What was he high on, weed? Yeah, he said every game he was. He got baked. He got baked. He said he needed to. For the pain? He had anxiety issues. Anxiety uh, issues. Since he was young. Oh, so that's why he smoked? God bless him. Just shows you how great the NFL's testing is, though, that he freely admitted he was high every game he played and somehow never got busted. I know, but don't they only test you once? For recreational drugs, yeah. Oh, there you go. And they test them, like, in August, right? So before they go to camp, they dry out, right, for a, a month, and then they, you know, if you dry out for five weeks and don't smoke, you're going to pass the test, right? And how many of these guys do it in less than that? They'll do it in uh, three weeks, two weeks, because they chug, like, five million gallons of water, right? And they flush it out. You heard of all that maneuver too, right? They drink all this stuff and flush out the body, do the cleansing. So tomorrow night you got Rams, Seahawks in Seattle. That'll be kick-ass. We got a slew of NHL openers. And we got the first two games of the NLDS. And we got the first two of the NLDS. Braves, Cards first, and then Nats, Dodgers. So we'll be busy all night. Plus, uh, Georgia Southern, South Alabama. It's like having uh, Rhea. And then Temple and East Carolina is like having a hangover. Those two college football games. But it is a full night, a full slate. This is this not the best time of the year? Do you think it is? Uh, October is one of the best. Isn't it Between great? The baseball playoffs and the NFL. Hockey. Hockey being bad. And then it's... basketball starts in like two weeks, three yeah, weeks. Yeah, I think they, they start earlier now. It's like October 20th or something. So, 26th? I think the week of Halloween or something. Yeah, a couple days before Halloween. LSU running back uh, Leonard Fournette. That's Leonard's brother. He quit at LSU. He said he's done. R.J. Barrett uh, knows the easiest way to earn Nick minutes. 
but just show up to the games, right? Because if they don't play that guy a ton of minutes this he's, year, he's going to play a ton of minutes. I mean, what, what, why would you draft that guy number two and not play him? Are you kidding me? They should play him every night, all night, right? How many minutes do you think he should play every night? 35 minutes? Matt, minimum. I mean, at least, right? Here is the first look at, uh, well, I guess I'll save that. By the way, uh, I want to save this for later in the week. Whitaker and Adesanya, big fight at UFC 243 this weekend. Uh, in Melbourne, Australia, they're always somewhere else besides our country anymore. Have you ever noticed that? Like every fight's now somewhere else, except when they have it in Vegas, when they can rent out the T-Mobile. And then uh, USA Swimming being investigated by the FBI over sexual abuse claims and their business practices. This isn't good, right? First they blame them for that sexual abuse. And then you got the soccer. They don't pay the chicks. They screw them over. Boy, these uh, international teams that we got are just nothing but trouble. Is that true? Don't forget the podcast comes out after the show. Add on the bench. CBS at Scott Farrell on Twitter and Facebook at Farrell on the bench. Follow me on Instagram at Scott underscore Farrell. And uh, check out the podcast. We'll have it out tonight after the show and tomorrow morning again. Make sure you listen to it. I think you'll dig it. Catch us on Radio.com, SiriusXM app, CBS Sports app, and ask Alexa for Carver High and Mafia. I'm Pharrell. Good night, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.